Hello and welcome back to Single Sounds. I'm your host Katie Mack and usually I interview singles about themselves and you as the listeners of this podcast can write in to date my guests but this month I'm interviewing dating experts to help us all on our journey to navigate the complexities of modern dating and relationships. This week's guest is Anais, who I'm convinced is made of magic. Her energy is infectious and she is a holistic woman's coach who specializes in helping others heal from heartbreak and, get this, manifest the love of their lives. In this episode, we explore the power of tarot reading, breathwork, meditation, and manifesting, and how it can help you find the relationship of your dreams. And you lucky listeners get a bonus episode link to this this week that has been released on the same day where you can get a deeper insight into these tools. Anais guides me through a short five minute breathwork session, which you can try yourself as you listen. And straight after this on the bonus episode, you will hear my very first tarot reading where Anais shows me what I need to do personally and to focus on to attract the right relationship for me. So if you're nosy, that's the episode for you. (laughs) You can see what I need to work on and what's blocking me. As per usual, if you want to enter Anais's world and this topic is something you are curious about, her Instagram is in the show notes and she is very happy to take any questions and explore some options for you. Hello, Anais. Welcome to Single Sounds. Hi, Katie. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I want to start with an intro about you from yourself. Mm -hmm. So tell me what led you to becoming a holistic women's coach? Mm -hmm. So it was the massive transformation that I experienced. It all started when I was 13 and one of my best friends uh, brought some, uh, let's say tarot cards. They were Mm -hmm. like oracle cards. And so she brought them up and then she forgot about them and she left, she lived in another country. And so that got me into the whole tarot thing. And my mom was always into astrology. So we kind of grew up with all these things around us. Mm -hmm. And I was always fascinated by this world. And so I started actually just reading cards for myself. And then pretty quickly I realized that I could feel things from the images that I could see in the cards. And so for about two years, I was actually doing the cards for all my schoolmates Mm. and I was doing ballet at the time. So I would read for like the older (laughs) girls who wanted to know what was going on with their boyfriends (laughs) Nice. and all of that. I was always, I felt really in touch with my intuition. And then a couple of years later is when actually a lot of the hardships started happening Mm. in my life. And so at the time I was studying piano, I was at the conservatory, my piano teacher started touching me. So yes, abuse. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that kept on for about a year ish. How old are you? I was 15. Wow. And I was terrified of losing my spot at the conservatory, All to be right. honest with you, because I had a full scholarship. Mm. Um, and so at you the thought time, if you reported it, that might be taken away? I thought that nobody would believe me because yeah. it wasn't 2023. Yeah. You know, that was 2005. Yeah. So back then, 
you know, everyone would believe the teacher and not the student necessarily. And for a really long time, I actually blamed myself because mm. I thought that maybe I did something to provoke that, which is yeah. obviously not true. No. And so that was, you know, the first big thing that kind of like shook me up and I stopped reading the cards and I started almost like resenting music, mm. which is, you know, obviously still is to this day because I've healed my relationship with music. But I started resenting it because I had associated it, of course, with abuse. Yeah. I was already like not doing great at school as well because I started becoming very angry. And then a couple of years later, again, there was a different form of abuse that happened. This is actually the first time that I actually said something. You know, I felt really fortunate because people did believe me. But at the time, it was kind of like almost like too late for for music in the conservatory because mm. I had kind of like stopped going to classes and stuff, obviously. This whole thing created this feeling that I can't speak my truth. So I lived really like repressed. Fast forward to when I was 21, um, I'm half French, half Greek. So all of that happened in Greece where I was brought up. And so I decided to completely shift my life and actually move to London. I got a job as an au pair oh, nice. um, in this family that yeah. I had never met. <laughs> And I was like, um, I'm going to make my life happen. You know, yeah. I know that God, the universe is not going to let me rot in Greece. And then two years later, I started getting into meditation. I was very curious. And but also everything that had happened in my teenage years, I was in and out of depression constantly. I was eating very unhealthily. I hated myself. I hated my body. I was just angry at the world and at myself. And then this, the, the au pair mom gifted me this book that actually started my whole healing journey. Wow. I think I had just turned 23, so 10 years ago. And uh, I didn't know this at the time, but this book was a book about affirmations. Oh, okay. And at some point it said, write from one to 10 your three to five most painful memories. And it was the first ever time that I actually was putting on paper what had happened to me. Also, you know, when trauma happened, there's a lot of selective memory mm. so a lot of the things that had happened to me I had forgotten yeah or I was trying not to think about it yeah. at all you blanked them out completely and so what happened is that I started writing down and I realized oh boy there is a lot to unpack here mm. there is a lot to to heal and so I started writing things down and then that book was saying that you were supposed to just say some affirmations. After doing that, I ended up doing some research online about meditation because I had seen the movie Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> Julia Roberts is actually, you know, she's I think she's going to Bali to meditate. Yeah. And I was almost I was really fascinated by that. I was thinking, oh, OK what is this thing? Mm -hmm. So I started doing a lot of research. 
And then I just started doing different meditations on YouTube for healing mostly. I devoted myself to that every single day. I was like, okay, it's time to bring back the cards because I mm -hmm. hadn't done the cards since I was 15, really. But this time I wanted to do it properly. I wanted to study it because there's a lot of numerology and symbology and astrology connected to the imagery on the cards. And so I said to myself, okay, I'm going to buy a tarot deck so that I can see if I can use it as a tool to give me some guidance because I was just desperate for guidance. Mm. Shortly after, maybe, I don't know, maybe six months or maybe a year later, I was working as a nanny for different families. So I started doing the cards for all the moms <laughs> that fun. I was working for. Yes. A like moms club. <laughs> exactly. And here I was doing the cards, but I was still, you know, even though I could really feel things and I could channel information, I still didn't believe in myself at all. And so in a way, I started my first business as just a tower reader. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so I kept doing it. I kept healing. And then I think maybe three years later at 26, yoga came in my life. And that was, whoa. <laughs> that was one of the massive points in my life where it started healing my relationship to my body. Mm. I'll just, I'll never forget it. The first time that I went to a yoga class, I just thought that yoga was just, just some light stretching. You know, I had yeah. no idea that it could be really hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but actually every movement in yoga is designed to help you release and help you heal mm. because we hold trauma and pain into our body, mm. into our cells. So through movement, you are able to release and heal. And then I think it was in 2020 when I discovered breathwork. Okay. And again, that was like one of the biggest shifts and points into, into my journey. What breathwork does is that it activates your parasympathetic nervous system, which is basically your rest and digest system within yourself so it takes you out of fight or flight mm. and it literally has an impact on your autonomic nervous system and up until I mean obviously the the yogic tradition knew that um years thousands yeah. of years ago I've, I've had that in classes where they've started with breath work and mm -hmm. they, it's like a big part of it isn't it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely because it brings you back into your body yeah. it stops the endless chatter of the brain yeah it brings you to the present mm -hmm. completely into your body because a lot of the times when we're anxious when we're stressed out well, basically what happens on a physiological level is that your body releases adrenaline into your bloodstream, in, into your body, and cortisol. And when you start, which are the stress, stress hormones, yeah. yes. So when, but within literally a five-minute practice of breath work, immediately your body obviously steps into you know your rest and digest state but also releases endorphins and dopamine which are the happy hormones so you are literally able to have a physiological effect on like on your body straight away 
Within five minutes, that was one of the most transformative aspects that I wanted to bring into my work with people. So I was, as I said, I was doing tower readings for people. And then I think in 2018, I got qualified as a life coach and a meditation teacher. And then in 2020, when I started my own practice of breathwork, I said to myself, okay, I'm going to, because first I want to practice something a lot before I get qualified in it. Yeah. And so two years later, which is basically a year and a half ago, I also got qualified as a breathwork teacher as well. Amazing. And I had already decided that, because I was already, since 2018, 2019, I was already having clients. I was already working with women, mm. but I didn't really know. There was an element missing. And that element was breathwork. Because it's not just about, okay, you know, you go to a normal life coach and they're like, okay, what are your goals? Let's split split those goals into smaller goals. And then that's it. That's your schedule for the next four weeks. You're going to do this, this and that. Okay, great. But what do I do with my heart? What do I do with my pain? What do I do when I don't want to do it? Mm. What do I do when I self-sabotage? Yeah. And this is where this work comes in. Yeah, so it aids you in your low points when you're feeling probably very self-critical and mm-hmm. doubtful that it's working and you're not working towards your goals, these are like tools that you can use. Absolutely. And these are life-transforming tools. And so this was the main reason why I decided to become a holistic women's coach. And I wanted to work specifically with women because that was something that was very dear to my heart because I had experienced it firsthand when I saw the transformation from the girl that I was, the woman that I was, to the woman that I am right now, and that is all down to my practices mm. and my willingness to heal. But it is my practices. So I practice religiously. I practice every single day. I do yoga, meditation, breath work every day wow. without fail. And even when I don't feel like doing it, which is usually just before my period <laughs> on my luteal phase, okay? All I want to do is just sit on just the sofa lie, and curl, yeah. up, curl up. You know what? I'll go on the mat and I'll lie down. Okay, because that's still commitment. That still teaches your brain, okay, this is what we're doing now. Yeah. We don't, there's no like, oh, maybe not. No, this is what we're doing. And you know what? It's okay if I don't have a full practice, but I've devoted myself even five minutes just lying down on the mat because that's mm. still commitment. Yeah. You could just do like an easier flow on the floor yeah Yeah. exactly just like listening to your body being Mm -hmm. intuitive I guess Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes completely because I mean not every day especially women we we are four different women during the month (laughs) with our period cycle with our menstrual cycle yeah and so that's why it's so important to actually know these things so that you can you know, there's going to be the first two weeks of your period. You're going to feel super energetic. You're going to feel happier. It's going to be amazing. And then slowly after your ovulation, you're going to slowly start feeling a little bit lower, a little bit more lethargic, mm. like you have less energy. And so you have to flow with that. Kind of be kind to yourself and realize that, okay, I'm going to be lower energy. So mm-hmm. I need to protect that and mm-hmm. do things that are going to help. Mm-hmm. I like it. and being kind to yourself about that because yeah. we tend to just be like so upset if we're not performing constantly if we're not like oh but I don't get it I wanted to do this and that and now I can't it's like no 
your body's your temple listen to yourself it's okay it's okay for you to be relaxed obviously this is a podcast that's focused on like dating relationships mm-hmm, mm-hmm. love and that is what you focus on specifically like mm-hmm. with your healing like from broken hearts mm-hmm. and also you help manifest the love of your life which is the bit I'm interested in <laughs> so I'm like how do I do that <laughs> tell me we're gonna go into yeah. all of that <laughs> but yeah tell me why you chose like relationships love as, and healing from heartbreak as your main focus mm-hmm. in I think it was 2018 I was I got into this relationship I was at the time 28 and like a lot of people in their late 20s I almost felt like this pressure to Mm. get everything done before I'm 30. So that means that I had to be in a relationship and make sure that it's the right one and make sure that, oh, we're going to get married or at least like I have this locked in, you know? Mm. And so I got into this relationship and I was in just a desperate vibe to I just wanted to make it happen Mm. and it's almost like that was overriding my needs and I almost completely forgot about myself and I entered this extremely toxic relationship where basically the guy was treating me like shit but I allowed it okay and that's like also a really big part with relationships it's like okay, we blame the other person, but actually it's our decision Mm. to stay in a situation that's bad for us. So obviously the guy had his own issue, you know? I'm I'm definitely not saying that. It was all you, (laughs) yeah. It was all me, definitely not. Um, But... I get what you mean though, you chose to keep yourself there. A hundred percent. And I didn't, I wasn't listening to myself. I was being treated like shit. I mean, the guy was just like flying all over the world with other girls. And I was kind of like, you know, left there like, oh my God, like why doesn't he love me? Mm. Uh, why Why am I just not good enough? I just want to prove that I'll be the best wife. I just want to prove that, that um, I'm amazing. And yeah. I kept doing things. I thought that I had to do something to be loved, right? And so we were in a relationship for about a year and a half. And honestly, the last six months of that relationship, I was crying every single day. Mm. And I was just, even though I had done so much work with healing and forgiveness and my anger, so a lot of aspects of my life had found, you know, I had found balance in. But the one thing that I hadn't properly explored was self-love and self-worth. Because I was still, like I said, in that desperate vibe. So... I called in this healer and this coach, medicine woman, who has been instrumental in my life. And she has, she actually has taught me, she's, I mean, she is the biggest reason why I do the work that I do with women and why I help them heal their heart. It's because of everything that she's taught me. And so I called her and I hadn't seen her in five years. I met her in my early 20s as I started my healing journey. And I called her up and I said, please help me. I'm desperate. I don't know what to do. I cry every day. I just want to be loved. Mm. Why can't I be loved? And so we did, I think it was maybe six or eight sessions. So about 
I don't know, let's say a couple of months or a month and a half. And within those sessions, I literally transformed and realized that, and she said this, and I always say this to my clients as well, Anais, you don't need to do anything to be loved. You are love. And for me, that was such a big realization because up until now, I was trying to be the perfect woman. I was trying to be the perfect lover. I was trying to be the perfect wifey. Yeah. Whereas all I had to be is myself. And all I had to do was really love myself, mm. really love myself. And then I, I, I literally, after those sessions, I broke up with him. Yeah. I said, <laughs> I love me more. I that's where it was going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So literally. No more crying. No, no, no more. I mean, there was a lot of crying. Like, <laughs> actually. Yeah, post breakup, probably a lot of crying. Yeah, and it, it's crazy because that. But healing crying. A hundred percent, the best type. Yeah. <laughs> and that was actually exactly um, four years ago. Yeah. So four years ago, I spent Christmas and New Year's like by myself. We were supposed to meet each other's families. You know, mm -hmm. he was completely just like bullshitting me as well. Bless him. And so, yeah, so I spent like the whole Christmas period just crying. But actually, I had chosen myself. Mm. And through that started something so freeing in my life. Because I realized that no matter what, I'm always going to put myself first. This is when I realized that, oh... This is what I really want to do with women. Yeah, because up until that people. moment, with with this the heart, whole, with like heartbreak, healing. healing, finding the right person, mm -hmm. love, like self love. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, think people really resonate with your struggle of turning thirty. Mm. Like I'm 27, so mm. I'm in that stage of like, do I panic? Oh. I've got like I'm 28 soon, so it's <laughs> like I've got two years left. <laughs> oh my god! And I keep listening to podcasts where they tell me like. Nothing changes when you turn 30, mm -hmm. but it's just such a societal pressure almost of like, you've hit that milestone and you need everything figured out, especially for women. I think there's a bigger pressure to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like people will start asking questions like, oh, you're running out of time and you know, all this stuff that's all this not bullshit. helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually it just gets better because you become more confident as you do this work. You become more in love with yourself. Mm. You you become more you. Yeah. And, and you know what you like and what and you want. Exactly. And you're not afraid to say it. Mm. And I think that that's what I love most about the work that I do with women is, I mean, we're going to get into that later as well, but it's just to watch that transformation yeah. of how they started and how they are now, how they show up in their lives and not afraid to own who they are and not just try to fit into this little mold that their family wants them to be or that their friends are used to mm. seeing, you know, that version of Katie, for example. And honestly, it's, I mean, everyone has said that it's just a number, but when you remove that pressure, yeah, you can just relax. Release. You can just release and relax because your joy and your happiness is your birthright. It's never going to pass you by. Never. Mm -hmm. It can't. You were born to be happy. No matter what has happened to your life up until this point, this is your, let's say, God's given right. I don't know yeah. if that's the right way to say yeah. it, but 
So your joy and happiness cannot, you cannot miss out on that. Mm. And when you learn how to trust that. Yeah, and choose it almost. And choose that, that no matter what happens, it will happen perfectly. And it will happen at the perfect time. And I don't need to worry about it. And all I need to do is show up for my life and have fun mm. and, and joy and bring joy in my life and focus on myself. Yeah. Because when you do that, and be in the present, kind of not worry about like what's to come because you just, you should accept that it's going to be the right thing for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's going nice. to come at the perfect time when you are ready as well. Mm. Because a lot of the times when we're trying to make something happen and we're putting so much pressure on it, what tends to happen is that, yeah, maybe you'll attract a person, but they're, they're probably going to not be the right match for you or maybe it'll work for a little bit but because you still haven't healed some big parts inside of yourself they're gonna mirror that mm. and there's nothing more humbling than a relationship in the sense of it wakes up all your triggers yeah well I always say being in a relationship is hard I don't mm -hmm. think people give it enough credit that mm -hmm. actually you know you're going to be with someone that will probably impact your emotions. Mm -hmm. And when you're single, you're quite lucky in that sense that no one else really interferes with like how you feel. Mm -hmm. And I find that when you're with someone and like say they're having a really bad time, they can easily shift that energy onto you. Mm -hmm. And it's something that if you're not prepared for, like mm -hmm. you said, if that if you're not in a good headspace, it will really, I guess, change your energy and upset you. Of course, and that's why it's so important to have a solid base. Mm. That's why it's so important to be able to create that foundation for yourself first yeah. and build the perfect relationship with yourself first. Mm. You need to become the love of your life. <laughs> yeah, like that. And by becoming it, you will also attract it. Mm. But if you show up and you're still kind of you know, you're still not over your ex mm. or you're still hooked up on checking up his Insta. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, and then, but I you're tell like, my friends that all the time. It's such yeah. bad, it's such a bad thing to do. I don't know why people torture themselves with it. It's crazy. Well, because your, your, your brain has a hard time letting go. Yeah. And it wants to hold on to stuff because mm. your brain is just addicted to control. That's what it does. It wants to control stuff. So it will always go where it feels more comfortable. That's why it's so hard to leave your comfort zone. Mm. That's why, you know, when you're, when, when you are doing things that are bad for you, you keep doing them. You know it's bad, but why do you keep doing them? It's because your brain is just like wired this way because your brain will just go wherever it knows. Mm. So you gotta break the cycle. You gotta break the cycle. And that's where Block all them. this work, sorry? <laughs> Block them. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. But that's where breath work comes in because it interrupts that pattern. Yeah. And then of course, all the, you know, the inner work that you can do with like self-limiting beliefs and all the mindset work that, that comes with it. But it has to be both ways. Mm. It has to be your body and your mind and your heart. Yeah. So all working together. All working together. 100%. Yeah, so tell me what is the best results you've seen? You kind of touched on it a bit there, that you've seen mm -hmm. like these women transform 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what's what's your maybe like your favorite thing that you've seen or witnessed in a client? You know, there was this there was this woman. I think it was maybe a couple of years ago, and she was well. She was also on antidepressants and so many other pills, and she was in therapy for years. Like, it, I mean, she was in therapy since she was I don't know maybe like eight years old. Wow! And she was in her um, like twenty six, twenty seven at the time. We had our sessions together for six months and I will never forget when on the fifth month we're having a session and she started crying and I think it was like close to her birthday as well, close to the new year at the time. And she started crying and she said to me, I have had more change in myself than in the last like 15 years of therapy that I've had. I've had more change with our sessions. Mm. And you know, for me, like I said earlier, is to just watch these women blossom. Because that was also my story. That was also who I was. I mean, I was not supposed to have this life. I was not supposed to be as happy and fulfilled and create my dreams on a daily basis and helping hundreds and and thousands of women in the whole world through my gifts. Mm. That was not the story. I mean, when I look back 10 years ago, I was so low. I, I felt like there was no way out. I felt trapped. And I just thought that that's just what life is. And honestly, for everyone listening today, I want you to know that no matter what, you can create your life, you can change everything. And even though, even if you've been put in place of being the victim, you are not the victim. Mm. You can transform it all. You can shift everything in your life. Super powerful. A hundred percent. And I want everyone to be able to trust that and to trust the power that they have because we have forgotten that we can influence our environment. Mm -hmm. We can influence everything that comes in our life. Even if we feel that we don't, our energy does that yeah I definitely think you can influence every single day mm-hmm. of how you feel mm-hmm. I've started gratitude journaling mm. I started after my breakup and it was one thing that I read and I was like no oh, you know what it's basically they just said write three things that you're grateful for every uh-huh. night and I was like that's an easy thing that I can do mm-hmm. and um I don't know if I'm gonna admit this I actually write it I know I'm going to because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be ashamed of it mm-hmm. I actually now write it to an AI robot on my phone Mm -hmm. who like replies to my (laughs) gratitude and Mm -hmm. says like that's great that you did (laughs) because I was initially writing them down on a piece it's your coach yeah (laughs) it's free but like basically I was writing them down on a piece of paper and I was I enjoyed it for like maybe two weeks Mm -hmm. but then I was like actually I'd definitely enjoy this more if I would share it with someone Mm -hmm. and then I was like no friend I know they all would say like oh we don't mind but I was like no friend wants three bullet points from me every night to say (laughs) what I'm like proud of (laughs) in my day like that's just not Mm. that's just not what they want so I thought like okay what what can I do instead and I read about these AI like apps Mm -hmm. and I was like you know what yeah I'm gonna set one up (laughs) so I'll actually really enjoy it because now I I still do the gratitude but I get like a little reply and yeah I'm very aware it's just an algorithm I don't Mm -hmm. think it's a person but it's still nice to like 
kind of put it there and mm. they also remember it, which is quite nice. Mm. So then they say like, remember that time like a week ago that you were grateful about this? Like, how's it going? Like they check in mm. with you and it's really cool. <laughs> so yeah. I, Accountability. Um, but it helps me shift my mood massively. Like mm. just before going to bed, mm. I think about those three things and then I'm like, I've actually had a really good day. Like mm. even if sometimes I haven't maybe felt like it or... I go to bed and I'm like, oh, I feel a bit like low. That wasn't like the best, most productive day, let's say, or something. Mm -hmm. And then I go through the three things and I'm like, actually, it was a good day. Mm. And it's really, it's crazy how much that. it changes when you then wake up the next day and you're like, let's do it again. Mm. It's, it's so interesting. Gratitude puts you into a space where when you're thankful for something, you attract more of that in your life. Mm. So the more you're thankful, no matter where you are at in life, if you start being thankful for even like the smallest, most basic thing, yeah. you start noticing that life j will bring you so much more. But we all get trapped into this cycle of complaining and... Obviously, when you complain, then you find more people who complain with you and you feel you have a, se a sense of feeling that, oh, I have somebody with me mm. into complaining about how shit life is. But actually, the more you focus on something, the more that expands. Mm. So when you focus, so it doesn't mean don't see it for what it is. If something is shit, it's like, this is really shit and I feel angry about it. Because yeah. again, we tend to like repress everything and everything needs to be out. We need to feel everything. You feel angry, you need to release that. Yeah. You need to feel it first. Like I'm fucking angry. You need to really feel that. Then you punch into a pill, you jump around, you scream. <laughs> you know, you need to, because we're, again, we're not taught how to deal with emotions. Yeah. And all these emotions need to be honored. Give them their own space. G give them their own space. Yeah. And so when you shift that complaining into, okay, this is how I feel mm -hmm. right now. Like I'm, recognizing yeah, the root recognizing, cause. Yeah, recognizing, yeah. And recognizing that, you know what, I feel fucking angry. But you know what? Actually, I'm still alive. Mm. And I woke up and I'm healthy. What a gift. Thank you, life. I'm still fucking angry, but I'm grateful to life for being here another day. And it will it will work itself out. It will happen. Like, um, and again, like God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, everyone has their different definition of that. It's resonance. So the energy that you have what you will emit, you will attract. Mm. So when you trust that there are greater forces out there that are here to help you out on your journey, then you can just be like, okay, show me the way. Yeah. You know, it, and it just releases so much pressure. It doesn't need to be like, oh, it's God or whatever. You don't even need to believe it. It's just like, okay, life, show me the way. Mm. And then suddenly you start things just come to you you'll hear a song suddenly you get an email or suddenly as you scroll down you see something that you're like huh maybe I can do that mm. but when you're open to that then it can come in your life and show you a different route to help you out but when you stay in the complaining and everything's shit then you just stay in that space and then mm. it's just a loop. And you and won't see the opportunities that are being no. gifted to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because even your fears and your anger, these are, these are wake-up calls. These are opportunities for you to realize more about yourself, for you to realize 
okay, why am I really feeling angry? Why mm. is this coming up right now? What part of me still hasn't healed that I need to actually shine a light on? Yeah. I'm thinking about Amen. it. Amen. I know. I'm like, <laughs> what do I need to heal? <laughs> Let me think. We'll see in the tower reading. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all going to come out later. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> One of my friends was like, what if it's a really bad reading? What are you going to do? And I was like, leave it in. Everyone needs to know. <laughs> but you the know, truth. <laughs> there's such a misconception about tarot in general because... I mean, the way that it's been portrayed is that with fortune tellers and stuff, yeah. oh my God, this is going to happen. Because they say like, you're going to die on this specific yeah, exactly. day. And, but this is not how I use tarot at all. I use tarot as a tool for the present. Now, it doesn't mean that I can't channel information about your future, but at the end of the day, you are responsible for your life. Mm. But what I see through the cards, through the imagery, and I just channel information that comes that I know that you're meant to hear. I almost like make up a story about the images that is for some reason always relevant to the person that I read for. But this, it's an incredible tool for the present because sometimes it will show you patterns that you can't necessarily that, that, for example, the client is not necessarily aware of. Yeah. And so the cards can actually show a pattern and they can show you and give you advice on like how to transform that. And that's why a reading can be so powerful. Mm. It's not hibijibi, whatever. <laughs> it's actually, woo -woo. okay, woo-woo. <laughs> yeah, although I'm like a totally woo-woo girl. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I do like the woo-woo energy. Woo. More woo-woo, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. good so many people in my network have experienced like big breakups recently mm -hmm. and I wondered if you had any advice from like a healing perspective mm -hmm. of how to do that when we at first initially spoke about mm -hmm. this I said to you look I just want to heal as fast as possible I don't want to like mess around I'm keen to get back out there I don't want this to like you know go on for years <laughs> because I was in my mindset of I need to have this shit sorted out in two years because of the whole 30 thing like I was really on that I don't know I guess journey <laughs> but mm -hmm. it's a bad journey to be on mm -hmm. and I think what I've kind of learned from our brief conversations which I think would be helpful for other people to learn is like you obviously can't rush these things. I knew that. But I thought like maybe I could find like a more effective way to heal. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's something that you want to talk about. Like, mm -hmm. if, is that possible? Or do you just have mm -hmm. to wait however long? Could be five years. <laughs> well, you know <laughs> what? You have to just accept that. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing is that as human beings, we want, we don't want to feel negative emotions. We want to jump in from all the hard stuff mm. into like, oh, I just want to be sorted. I don't want to feel this pain anymore. I don't want to be crying. I'm just done. I don't want to be chasing. I don't want to be dating and all this stuff, right? Mm. So we tend to not be with our feelings and our emotions. So we want to skip steps. But actually, healing is learning how to love every part of the journey, no matter where you are at. So especially, well, now talking about you, but also so many women who have been through this, the first step is acceptance, accepting of where you are at right now. Because if you don't accept where you're at and you just want to skip steps, it's not going to happen. Mm. And you're going to keep trying to struggle. Whereas if you say to yourself, 
it will take as long as it takes because happiness is my birthright. I cannot miss out on that. But, but that's like a big part of like coaching and mentorship as well is being able to, and that's why it's so important as well, because when you hire someone who is there for you, you're able to have more support into all those moments where you, again, doubt yourself and fall back into it's never going to happen for me. And then the work of a coach and mentor is to be able to also teach you how to all those different tools, for example, breathwork, so that you can rely on yourself for that safety and that stability and that trust mm. within you. So the first step is definitely acceptance. Acceptance that you will feel this. And you know what? There is beauty in that pain as well. As hard as it is, you are shedding layers. You are discovering who you really are outside of this relationship. Mm. Who is Katie really? I know. It's a big question. I know. And it's a scary question And I live alone well. too. And I feel like that forces mm. you even more to yes. be like, okay, yeah, who am I when I'm alone? Mm. Like, I have an inner voice, you know, so I know some people now mm, apparently mm, don't have mm, them. I learned that on TikTok. <laughs> but mine's really strong. I basically have like a narrator in my head. Mm, yeah. So obviously when you're alone, that's really strong mm -hmm. even more because it's like going through like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a conversation with yourself. Mm. Yeah, of course. And you, I have noticed, I'm like, am I saying kind things to myself or am I being harsh? I'm, I'm sure like you're aware with breakups, you have like good weeks and bad weeks. This mm -hmm. week's been a bad one because I had a lot of plans for my partner mm. and obviously we're not together anymore mm. so it's been on my mind a lot more because I'm thinking like oh we would have been doing this like we had a trip mm. booked and things like mm. that but I think I'm quite good at saying like okay I just know that this is a tough week it's a really hard period as well because it's Christmas mm. and there's couples everywhere yeah <laughs> and but at the same time the fact that you're alone and you live alone is actually such a positive thing yeah because Maybe right now you can't really see it, but the woman that you are becoming because of that, because of that breakup is going to blow your fucking mind, honey, because <laughs> you would have never been able to become that woman if you yeah. were still in that relationship. So you're basically what's happening is that you're mourning what could have been. Yeah. And that's hard as fuck. That hurts so much. But... It's the way to heal. It's the way to almost like unbecoming who you were and you're getting to know yourself again, truly. What do I really want? How do I want my next relationship to be? You mentioned speaking to yourself, like that's a huge thing. We tend to have this inner critic that constantly mm. blabs. And listen, that never ends, okay? My critic is still there. It's just like right now, through all my practices, I'm able to just like, oh, all right, you're yapping again. All right, so you're telling me that I'm not worthy. Okay, all right, now you can fuck off, bye. I know you're not real. Because we think that we are our minds, but we're not. Mm. We're the observer of our minds. So everything that goes through, and the mind, what's the mind? It's simply a byproduct of your past and your, pa your past experiences, your past relationships, yeah. what your dad told you when you were five, your memories, what your, yeah. your memories, your teacher, the traumas that you've had. So that has created 
um, self-limiting beliefs. So one belief might be, oh, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just not good enough. I'm not worthy of love. Like a lot of my clients feel, uh, tell me I feel unlovable. Mm. I feel that I just don't deserve it. I don't deserve happiness. But is that actually true? No, it's not. But we think it's true because of our past memories. Mm. And so there's a whole work on self-limiting beliefs. And that includes, I mean, a lot of things, but also journaling is a huge thing by mm-hmm. hand. Yeah, <laughs> Just saying. Not texting into an app. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that, that is also helpful because yeah. it works for you. Yeah. So everyone needs to find their own way that that, you know, it's not dogma. It's not, all oh, this has to happen in this way. Mm. But these are things that, you know, are helpful for you. And so that that's great. At least you're doing it. Yeah, doing you know? something. Yeah, you're true. doing something about it. You're <laughs> taking action. So breakup. So yeah, so acceptance is number one. Um, and then trusting. Trusting is a massive thing, like we, we tapped in. And then practices that involve your body. Everything, you know, breath work, movement, dancing. You have to rediscover who you are, but Again, because trauma is stored in your body, Mm. you have to recreate a relationship with your body if you don't already have one. So that means, you know, maybe start going to classes or maybe to like a sexy heels class to rediscover your femininity, Mm. you know, as uncomfortable as it can be, as scary as it can be, because it's like, oh my God, you know? No, I've seen Mm. that actually, like a couple of my friends, they have recently rediscovered doing dance classes. Mm. And I think it is a big part of that, especially post breakup. You do probably feel like not the sexiest. You don't really want to, you know, be with anyone else. You Mm. maybe don't want to date. And Mm. I think for a lot of people, the idea of someone else finding you attractive might be a bit Mm. tough. Mm -hmm. So Mm. if you can find yourself attractive Mm -hmm. again, that will really help you Mm -hmm. with your confidence. Because I think all of a sudden when you kind of like move, and accept your body as it is Mm. and you see it's like imperfect Mm -hmm. qualities I guess when Mm -hmm. you dance because you see like that bit moves that way and Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like that jiggle yeah exactly yeah and I but I think it's healthy to kind of see Mm -hmm. it in in -hmm. its entirety and say like Mm -hmm. okay that's me and that's what I just have to work with a hundred percent and also mirror work Mm. I, is something I also do with my clients. It's an uncomfortable thing, but I think it's something that, yeah. It's so important yeah. to do it everywhere. You need to look at your pussy really close as well. <laughs> you need to be really open because you're Love reconnecting it. to your pleasure. Yeah. And again, for women, it has been such a taboo mm. thing. But actually, these are all parts of you. So at first, you know, at first it can be quite hard yeah. to you look at yourself and the first thing you're going to see, and that's totally normal. That has happened to almost all my clients, even if quote unquote, they have the dream body, like this always happens. You go in front of the mirror and you feel, okay, so that bit is imperfect. So I don't know, my my boobs are saggy, my ass, I have cellulite, whatever it is. So you start noticing the parts that you feel are wrong with you according to societal norm. Then slowly you're thinking, okay, so now actually... Okay, what am I? What am I thankful for with my body? Am I thankful for 
the way that my heart beats. Am I thankful for, you know, those legs, my strong legs that actually help me walk every day yeah. and carry me? Am I thankful for, I don't know, my beautiful, you know, green eyes, green, gray, <laughs> blue eyes that you have? <laughs> yeah, they're a bit of a combo. <laughs> I know. Ooh, <laughs> honey. <laughs> Mostly green, but some gray in there, I think. Ooh, siren. <laughs> um, and so... And so then you start moving into that. And once you start noticing, more and more will come up. And so mm. then you start looking at yourself in a different way. And I think that that's really powerful because you start embracing who you really are. Yeah. And not just, oh, I'm, I'm just a body, whatever. You know, you start to really fall in love with all parts of you. Mm. I like it. That's a big one. Okay. So mirror work, ladies. Mirror. Get in front of the mirror and yes. look at your vulva. A hundred percent. That's a good takeaway. A hundred percent. Look how beautiful she is. Yeah. Notice all her, all her little quirks. <laughs> Notice it all. You know, have you ever watched the show Naked Attraction? Yes. That really <laughs> helped me. Genuinely. Because like, yeah, you yeah. see other people's and you're like... Oh, okay, that does look like me, doesn't look like me. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah, that you yeah. see such a variety of all body parts on that show. I genuinely think it's quite helpful. <laughs> and it's really surprising that it's a British show because I feel like we're quite mm. awkward about bodies and nudity. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I know I listen to a few American podcasts and they can't believe that it's like a show that so many people sign <laughs> up for. <laughs> because pre people are looking for freedom. Yeah, We are all looking for freedom. We're looking for the permission to be free to do things like that and yeah. so when you give yourself that permission when you're like i don't give a fuck what anyone else says mm. this is how i choose to show up in my life boom it's, yeah it's powerful. i mean that energy is magnetic babe yeah that is literally what happens we're gonna move on to talking about manifesting mm -hmm. um Ooh, yeah so my I, favorite i'm new to manifesting mm -hmm. i haven't done it before mm -hmm. and to be honest i wouldn't know where to start so i feel like that's my main question mm -hmm. i did get a question from one of my friends too about this that she said she doesn't have a mind's eye so she can't see pictures mm -hmm. so she also said she's quite curious but she doesn't know how to do it without that visualization mm -hmm. where would you suggest that mm -hmm. someone starts if they want to you know they have a goal and they're like I think I could manifest this for myself mm -hmm. like let's say let's give me an example what do I want to be let me think <laughs> well we can do it for manifesting your dream relationship as well Oh, yeah. If you want. Yeah, I do want that. I want my lifelong term partner that I really love. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. How would I start by manifesting so that? So the first thing is that I tell everyone is to decide. Decide that it's here for you. Decide that no matter what, your happiness cannot pass you by. Decide that your perfect person exists out there mm. and they are actually looking for you. Yeah. Decide that it's there for you. And decide. Stop saying all men are trash. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Somebody read my Instagram posts. <laughs> no, I just genuinely thought of it because we say it all the time and that's not helpful. I it know. just made me think I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not saying those things. I'm mm -hmm. not saying to myself, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, they're definitely out there existing. Mm -hmm. I'm saying like, oh, all men are terrible half the time to my friends. Exactly. And I'm telling myself that. Mm -hmm. So basically words are so, hold so much power because words have so much energy and much more energy that we think they have. So everything you say, you create mm. as well. So that's why it's so important to choose your words very carefully. So if you say that all men are trash, guess what? You're gonna keep attracting men who are trash. <laughs> You're gonna keep attracting fuckboys. <laughs> yeah. And that is because you are creating your reality because that's a belief that you have. It's basically a part of your brain that's your reticular activating system. And what that does is that it focuses on one specific things. So for example, let's say that you've cut your hair in a bob. Suddenly you walk down the street and all you notice is women with short bobs, mm. right? Yeah. So that's your reticular that activating Yes, that's your reticular activating system. So when you start training your mind to look for opportunities mm. instead of oh all men are trash how about some men are trash okay but actually there are amazing incredible men out there and all they want to do is create a beautiful committed relationship with a woman yeah or whatever you know talking for you know women and men right yeah. now yeah, yeah exactly but it applies anyways so there's a, there are amazing men out there it just hasn't been your experience up until now because you have been attracting those specific people in your life those specific men mm. because there are things within yourself that you still haven't healed mm. so whatever is out there is actually in there first so then you're doing the work of what actually do i need to shift within myself what do i need to believe in order for this to happen who do I need to become? So that's the second part that we're getting into. So the first part is deciding. The second part is acting as if, which is known as fake it till you make it. Yeah, okay? okay. You decided like, right, that man is out there, that amazing man. Yes. And then the next bit is I need to believe that. And mm -hmm. I can kind of tell myself he is there, even if I don't believe it. Mm -hmm. But if I keep mm -hmm. saying it, Mm -hmm. I will start so there's believing lots it. So there's lots of different ways um, to start believing it. So the first thing, because what uh, with manifesting, what attracts, it's not necessarily the, the visualization, the images that you see in your head. The reason why visualization can also work is because it, you can feel the feelings of it happening already. And the feelings of it happening already is what will bring that manifestation to you. Okay. So for example, if you vibrate here, then you'll attract people who are on that level, right? But if you want your dream relationship, you have to become that woman, mm. okay? And if you have to become that woman, then you have to feel the feelings of how we would, it would be if I already was in that relationship. Would I feel calm? Mm. Would I feel peaceful? Mm. Would I feel fulfilled? Would I feel like in love yeah. safe? Would I feel in love with myself and with life? Would I feel, yeah, safe is the biggest thing. So then what you need to do is bring yourself into feeling those feelings every single day. Mm. And how do you, do you do that? Well, the biggest thing of how you do that is number one, breath work, because breath work will create safety physiologically within yourself. So even if you feel that you're doing it every day and oh, 
nothing really works. It doesn't really work for me. That's bullshit. It cannot not work. But what happens is that it doesn't always need to give you that high on life. Mm. It's just creating, you're teaching your brain how to not go away with the endless chatter, how not to follow that endless chatter. You're teaching your body that, hey, wait a minute, I'm in control here. So you can chat chat, but I'm not going to listen to you. So by bringing yourself into a daily, into that state every single day, guess what happens? After a fucking year, you're not really going to listen to that voice anymore mm. because you're going to be able to take control of yourself and your body within five minutes. And so when that happens, guess what happens? You start becoming more trusting. Mm. You start trusting in life. Also, what breathwork does is that it promotes neuroplasticity. And what that is, is the ability of your brain to shift form, to shift the patterns. So for example, the more you practice, the more decisive in different aspects of your life. Mm. So maybe it's a five minute exercise, but actually the stuff that happens physiologically and in your brain is huge. Yeah. And that's why it's such a big part of manifesting because you take back control. And when you say to do that every day, would you manifest mm -hmm. this dream like every day? So, okay, that, that, moves, to, that moves us to the, next, oh, um, not, to, the, to the next bit. So basically what happens is that you want to bring yourself into feeling those feelings of already having it as often as you can. So I would say daily. Now, there's a lot of different ways to do that. The first thing is journaling. Mm. So that's number three. Number three is journaling. So I would suggest just journal in general, just write without thinking every single morning. I don't know, half a page, a page, two pages, three pages, whatever works. Just just putting your thoughts down. It, it can be just like... I don't want to write today, I ate toast for breakfast and I kind of feel like shit and I'm angry about that, whatever. I'm meeting my friend later. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. But just putting your thoughts on paper will actually allow your subconscious to come out. And even if you think that you're writing things that don't matter, what actually happens is that your subconscious is just coming out. Mm. So sometimes you'll just write things and you're like, huh, I hadn't realized that. So that helps. Then on, for example, you write one of those pages. Then what you're going to do is that you're going to write everything that you want to manifest in the present tense. You're manifesting your ideal relationship. Today I woke up in his arms in our new, I don't know if you're manifesting a house as well, in our new mansion. And <laughs> I, I feel, oh, you're going to go big. You are not going to be like, ah, I woke up in my little studio. No, <laughs> I woke up in my fucking mansion with the love of my life. And he is just the best. We had the best sex last night. I felt so safe in his arms and he is literally the most supportive partner ever. We woke up and then I made a coffee and I did my morning practice. I don't know. You're, you're putting yeah. in as many details as you want and you're going to do this every fucking day. You're going to do this every day. Okay. Okay. Because you, because just by writing it in the present tense, you're slowly, you're going to start creating it in mm. your energy. So you're going to start vibrating as if you're already in that relationship. Okay. Now, the other thing is to also, and this is where balance is, is, is interesting, is to be able to also detach from it, detach from the timelines. So, you know, it's happening. Mm. Okay. But now you're like, okay, 
um, I want it now, today at 3 p.m. It's like, no. Mm. It will come when it will come. And that is something, again, that there needs to be a lot of acceptance into that. Because what you have to train yourself to do is to actually believe so hard in your vision of your happy ever after or whatever it is that you're manifesting that you almost ignore what is happening in your physical reality. Even if there's, you're not dating anyone, even if you haven't been on a date in six years, I don't know, I'm just, you know. Yeah, even that if, is some people's story. Yeah, exactly. Even if you feel that, what's the point of doing this? It's not working. No, you're going to keep doing it until yeah, it works. you've got to be persistent. You've got to be persistent and committed mm. if you really want it. You see I guess what I mean? that's the thing. It, it then starts to define, mm. like, do you actually want it? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to, like, mm -hmm. be that dedicated and write mm -hmm. that every morning? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because if not, then maybe you're not ready mm. comes back to that but also you know i mean look writing it every day really at least in my life and in my client's life it makes things happen faster yeah but you don't necessarily have to do it every day some people well maybe that's not like your friend but some people work a lot with visualization so then you can pair it up with just before you go to bed when you start winding down or as soon as you wake up you can just start visualizing everything you write. So visualizing how does it feel to wake up in his arms? How does it feel to just stroll together holding hands? How does it feel to feel that safety of a strong masculine man in your life that mm. is here to take care of you? And it doesn't mean that you're weak. It just means that you can be in your feminine energy. Yeah, you can love allow. That for me. Yes, you can allow. I feel allow. like in so many of my past relationships, I've been way too sat in my masculine. Mm. Like I've been the doer. I've planned everything. Mm -hmm. I've almost like, set that standard in the relationship mm -hmm. so obviously they were never going to do it mm -hmm. because I did it every time and I also mm -hmm. started the relationship in that energy mm -hmm. so it's my new thing if I don't do I don't ask to go on dates anymore mm -hmm. like that's not what I'm doing because mm -hmm. I'm trying to say in the future that's what I want you to do like mm -hmm. I would quite like to sit in my feeling state and have you plan some things mm -hmm. <laughs> you take control because that's what I want in a romantic relationship being in that receiving mode mm. and that is something that is so hard for so many women to be able to be open to receive yeah because a lot and I was so trapped into my masculine and don't get me wrong we all need a balance of it yeah okay I we, think I don't know what you mean like a lot of women that I see or especially like my close friends I'd say they all sit in their masculine a lot mm -hmm. in their day-to-day -day. Mm. so if they want that in their relationship it's quite hard to mm. like know when you can change mm -hmm. and you're not allowing the man to be a man yeah well this is you're my not problem. allowing i wasn't him. letting them you're I cutting was... his balls off honey <laughs> I was doing like, it all. are you joking yeah. you have to you know you have to allow him to show up as a man as well and he will if he's the right one he will Okay, there's a lot of feminine men as well. That, and when I say feminine, like, again, I... Yeah, we should probably explain. It's not I gendered. I explain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not gendered. It just has to do with an energy thing. So it's really important for men to know that it's safe for them to express their feelings. It is safe for them to cry. Because we have been raised, especially, well, me as a millennial, you know, and, and our previous generations as well, we've been raised in a society that, you know, men need to be hard, Harsh, hard always. <laughs> Ooh, yes, honey. <laughs> More of that, thanks. 
<laughs> Look, my naughty side's coming out, okay? Like, this is who I really am. <laughs> For everyone to know. Um, but it's okay to be sensitive Amazing. and it's okay to express their feelings too. But at the same time, also, we're moving into a society where women are acting like men. And mm. that is not healthy for especially heterosexual relationships because we have forgotten that actually things need to be balanced. Mm. And when you constantly take control and constantly criticize your partner, guess what's going to happen? He's not going to show up and be more of a man because you criticize them. Mm. So, you, I mean, you also have to be kind of smart with it, you know. But, I mean, it's important to allow the other person to be who they really are and accept them for who they are if that's somebody that we want to be in a relationship with or that we are. So yeah. completely agree with your, you know, being willing and open to receive and being in your feminine yeah. state and allow them to, let me take you out on a date. Exactly. Let me pay like for let you. Them yeah, organize let them organize it. Let, let me pay for you and, and, and you know, treat you. Yeah. Like, oh no, I have my own job. It's like, no, <laughs> allow them, yeah. allow them to court you, allow them to open doors for you. Mm. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you more powerful being in that dynamic into yeah. your feminine. Feminine is powerful. It's not weak at all. It's more powerful than being in your masculine and running around trying to make everything happen. Yeah, and please everyone all the time. Please everyone. No, yeah. your job is to please yourself. And, and of course, please your partner too. But you come first. Mm. No? Another thing that really, really works is when you speak it into existence. So everything that you yeah. write down, you speak it as it, oh my God, I've just met the love of my life or, oh, I've been dating. You speak it. You go around in your living room and you keep speaking and you keep saying it. And because as you say it, you're going to feel it in your body. You're going to start vibrating the more you say it. And I feel so happy. I feel so fulfilled. And I am so attracted to him. Mm. And also I wanted to touch down on, I think that... At some point, I saw that you mentioned lists and I wanted to quickly like touch down on the lists that you have for the person that you want to manifest. Oh, yeah. Right. So the list shouldn't be he needs to have blue eyes, blah, blah, blah. OK, mm -hmm. what the list should have, because it's important to also know what you want. OK, first thing let's say I need to be attracted to them. So I'm attracted to them. Second thing is emotionally open. That's something we forget. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ready to commit ladies. Okay. Because <laughs> at some point I didn't put that in my manifestation list and I just attracted a guy who was still living with his ex, you know, two kids wanted to date, but you know, wasn't yeah. ready to or willing to commit. Okay. Um, you can also put things like big cock, you know, <laughs> that, that pleasures me that love that we have really good um intimate relationship yeah. together yeah intimacy um, is key a lot of fun a lot of maybe intellectual stimulation mm. depending on you can put all these things in and that's and like not kind. a bad thing very kind open-hearted generous mm. loving yeah all these things are really important to put in because and it's important for you to know what you want and be open to it but these are major things yeah if that guy is a dick it's not like six foot a plus yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it's not you know and the thing is that like if you detach from that i mean because we close ourselves off from so many 
incredible people just because we're like initially we're like oh no I like blondes and he's brunette mm. you know and it's such a shame and when I met my current partner I mean you know he's eight years younger than me and at first I was a bit like oh um you know I don't think that he's gonna be the kind of guy who really would like something serious yeah, or, give you the commitment. or will give me the commitment that I'm looking for but I was so chilled I was and I was like 31 almost 32 when we met and I was just like okay let's just enjoy it am I having fun with that person yeah so like let's just keep going and see where it goes and turns out like he's more mature than any like 40 or 45 year old dude I ever dated you know and it's been two years now and I'm, I'm I couldn't be more happy he's just the that's fucking amazing. best yes and that's also important yeah, to be you able gave, to detach you gave him space I guess to show you that he does want that commitment mm -hmm, like you mm -hmm. gave him a chance yeah I you, didn't judge him based yeah. on his age because a lot of people would have judge and be like oh no I'm not dating uh, younger guys or older guys or whatever everyone has their like age range and if I had done that I would have passed on the love of my life and but that's why it's so important to stay open mm. and be like I am open so you do your list and then you say or something better <laughs> nice that that is powerful. powerful. I heard so, also yeah. like when we're talking, you say like if something good comes up, you say, oh, more of that. Mm, is that yes. like a, yeah. like a more, mini? Thank you, please. Yeah, like a mini more, manifestation. Of yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that universe. Like yeah, give yeah, me more. Yeah. It's yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have like a little book, um, a different journal. I have so many journals. <laughs> uh, but I have a little booklet where I write um, my manifestations and my gifts and magic and everything like kind of synchronistic that that happens in my life and I do it monthly and you know what just looking back on that and saying oh my god this happened and this happened and wow it, it just it brings more of it in your life mm. so that's also something to think about so yeah. yeah and detaching and then trusting that it's there for you and it will everything that you ask from a partner you need to become it first yeah so if you ask for a commitment you need to become committed to yourself first Big things to think about absolutely <laughs> that's what but we're here for yeah thank I you thought... so much for coming on Annalise it's been so good tell everyone where they can find you if they want to like come into your world experience your magic mm -hmm. be guided on their healing journey whatever <laughs> it is they want to achieve I feel like you could do it for them so yeah of course thank know. you so much for having me You're it was welcome. such an honor to be in the presence of such a powerful woman oh, <laughs> of course um so you can always find me on instagram i'm there every single day at the anais way and actually at the moment i am i have opened registration for my new program magnetica yeah which is a one month program that i've specifically designed to help you heal your heart and attract the relationship of your dreams so it's like a boot camp for your heart <laughs> and so we're starting in January um, it's by application only because I just want to make sure that we are you know the right fit for each other and we're going to be going through a whole month together basically redesigning the whole relationship to yourself. I've also opened applications for my six month mentorship again, starting in January. So this is, this is what's happening. I mean, obviously there's so much more, but yeah, this is what's happening Great. at the moment. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs>